not violence and told us to be the change we wish to see in the world Freedom's calling, I feel the fire that's deep inside us Everybody wants change, but tell me who will guide us To the leaders that pass away, put up your lighters It's a beautiful struggle, but it cannot divide us We're the ones that we've always been waiting for See yourself in the mirror and open up the door Walk through it and feel the love throughout your pores Be the light, life's purpose is Boom shakalaka, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters around the world It is your boy, Chris Shul, a.k.a. the Esoteric Noetic, a.k.a. the Chocolate Nubian Soul Brother we got a special guest here on the Crystal Journey podcast. His name is Richard Ray, a.k.a. Dick Jones. The guy is a rapper, actor, slash outspoken activist. Been following your, your posts on the Facebook. And we're going to spend the next hour or so just talking about your, your, your music, uh, uh, your, your attitude in regards to what's going on in the world at the moment. Obviously a pretty crazy situation in, in Melbourne, Victoria. I take it you're based in, in Melbourne, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, based in Melbourne. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, Richard, thanks for coming on the podcast. By the way, it's good to finally talk to you in person, face to face. I mean, as I said, I, I checked out your your post in regards to uh, I, I I saw two of your posts. Um, I think the first one was just talk. This is when the the mass mandate just came into into the scene, and it was it was cool, man. Like it had this um this um like actor vibe about it. Like it seemed very, it seemed like something you'd see in a Hollywood movie. It's like, man, I'm not taking your shit. And I could tell that you have you have an actor's kind of um, yeah, like a an actor's kind of vibe about you, man. I I take it you are an actor and you you've been involved in a lot of the, the performing arts, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, firstly, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, it is good to speak to you finally. I, I missed the the last one. Um, yeah, it's 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 really good and um. What you were saying about the acting and everything, yeah, I've been doing doing that for a little while. I guess it's just a frustration comes out and it comes across, you know. Um, I've been doing acting for I don't know. I guess you could say my whole life, except I, I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of there's that old saying that everyone is acting. Well, I've, I feel like I'm kind of the opposite. I'm I'm sometimes too honest, um, but I can, you know say things in a way that that can entertain people i suppose so that's why i like entertaining people i like acting i like music you know making music all that stuff because I, I yeah I, I like being able to speak to people and and you know uh i like you know i, I like people i guess so i like um you know exploring what it means to be a human being i guess and that's what you can uh, really get out of, of you know making music and acting and all that sort of stuff and telling a story and just looking at the world in a different perspective so that's what's always drawn me towards that and i guess when you do see the world in a different way, you uh, start questioning things, right? And, and looking at things differently than the average person, you know? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I mentioned, uh, I checked out that video. Um, I think you posted a couple of videos on your, on your Facebook. And I think the last one I checked out, you were talking about Australians, how they tend to have, I guess, tall poppy syndrome. And I really, re I really related to that. Cause I feel like you have a look at what's going on in the world at the moment. And, um, granted, in the United States, people have this um, this attitude where they're very much against uh, their freedoms being taken away. Anytime the the government wants to uh, to to control them, there's a lot of resistance that goes yeah. that tends to be uh, that tends to be put forth. But Australia, I don't see so much of that. I feel like um, Australia tends to be more kind of um, uh, hey, let's just do as we're told. And you, you can't, I like the analogy you made in one of your videos about how it's it's almost like Australians have this and. Um, S and M fetish, you know, in regards to enjoying this um, this subservience to your, your government, and I that's definitely what I see going on at the moment. Because I don't know if you've been having this conversation. Because I want to get into this. Because I'm sure you've been getting a lot of backlash. I've been getting backlash about the posts I've been making. But the general attitude is, anytime you express that perhaps the government shouldn't be um, be going so hard at these lockdowns, most most of the people I'm speaking to get frustrated and call you selfish. Say that you you're a COVID denier just because you. You want to talk about not having your rights eroded? I mean, we've been locked in our homes for what? How many? How many months now? And I'm I'm always asking, like, how far uh, are we willing to accept yeah. this? If, if you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, uh, completely agree. And it is uh, it is completely like that. The minute you uh, you know say, oh, well, you know, why are we locked in in our home still? It's been this long. You know, it, it starts off as, oh, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, you know, three months, four months, and it just goes on and on and on. And, and like you said, um, 
back to that point about the submission element with people here, I've noticed that for a long time, I've, I've, I guess the reason I bring it up is because I've always felt, I suppose, like an outsider because of that. Because I've never, from a young age, really wanted to, I guess I guess when you're a kid, you know, people would say maybe, you know, having this rebellious side to you maybe. But as you get older and, you know, and, and you work for a living and you, you know, contribute to society, uh, you still and you still hold on to that because it's what they're trying to I think rip away from people at a young age. It's one one thing I identified a lot was it's like they kind of rip away that thing that makes you you and independent and and think for yourself and which is a good thing. But they don't they don't want that. Obviously, they want everyone to be the same. Everyone to follow what what the other person does. Uh, you know, and and it's sad because the you know there's so much potential in every every person out there. Uh, but people people live in fear so much. I was at the shops before and I didn't have a mask on, uh, and some guy walks past and and just says, "Oh, you know," he, he, I can't even remember what he said, but it was something along the lines of, "Put your mask on, boys." Um, someone at the age of whatever died yesterday, and I'm just like, I, I basically said, "I didn't ask." <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to go shopping. I like uh, didn't ask for your opinion. Uh, it's but it's fear, you know. It's fear, 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 twenty four seven. I think people have been living in a fantasy land for the last ten years, especially with technology. I and mean, people are living in some sort of, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I, there's a lot to it, but I hope I covered what you were asking. Uh, no, totally, man. I actually wanted to get onto the topic of masks. Is ever since that came onto the scene, I, I feel like um, it's become. <laughs> It's become more of a, a a political issue, you know. I, I where I mean, it, it all started like this for me because I think a lot of us, when we saw what was going on in China, were like, okay, this is serious. But I mean, this is China. This isn't going to affect us. And slowly, we've been seeing this make its way over to Australia. Back in March, we started seeing some restrictions. And at the time, you know, we just seen what had been going on in in China, and we thought it was super serious. And not saying that this isn't. <laughs> I mean, look. Uh, a lot of people are in different minds in regards to how serious this virus was, but I think it's clear to, to say that uh, in China, it looked as if it was out of hand there. And as a result, when this, the restrictions started being applied here in Australia, I think a lot more people were open to the idea of it. And it's like, oh, this is only going to be for a short while to flatten the curve. And then not long after, if it starts becoming, a, well, you know, this thing is here, locked down too. You're going to be here for uh, how many months? And then you start hearing about these mandatory masks. And then there's talk about mandatory vaccines. And slowly you start realizing that, oh, this might this might be here for a bit longer than I expected. It's this totalitarian tiptoe. This is what David Icke likes to call it. I mean, first they say, oh, it's just the mask. You know, it's, it's not mandatory. But, um, hey, look, uh, it's probably a good idea. And then before you know, it becomes mandatory. And then before you know it, it's it's mandatory vaccinations potentially anyway or it's a it's an 18 month lockdown or i mean i've heard of uh, uh governments talking about well our leaders have been putting forth this idea of two years now uh cutting victoria off from the rest of the world and the, the point i'm trying to make is i yeah. think it becomes clear that this is a bit too much and before you know it you're you're in this totalitarian system so i feel like the mass was the first point where people started to really see oh where, where this could be going and I, I think that's when I first saw your post in regards to that. And uh, I mean, how do you feel about the mask per se? Is it just uh, to you? Is it a political stance or like the idea of not wearing a mask? Or I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that whole thing? As to why, uh, yeah. why you feel strongly about not wearing a mask, you really if that is the case. With 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 what you were saying, the to uh, the totalitarian tip -tip, right? Tip -tip, yeah. Uh, of yeah. Bit of tongue twister. Um, <laughs> as as you walk along, it's you know one thing and then another thing. No one in a million years would have accepted this last year when we were living our normal lives. If they just suddenly threw in, you have to wear a mask. You have to do this because of whatever reason. Uh, obviously, they have to slowly do it slowly. Do they slowly take away your rights? You know, as we know, they they do. It, when it comes to masks, for me, I think there's enough evidence out there to prove that. They do nothing when it comes to stopping uh, this transmission. I mean, there's, there's certain reasons to wear them, but then there's a lot of evidence supporting that it's unhealthy to be wearing a mask for that period of time. You know, CO2 poisoning and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, to me, it's absolutely about control and it's absolutely about putting a muzzle on someone's mouth. I, I, I can't, like... The first day I walked into the shops, into to Coles or Woolworths after they brought in the masks, it was 
quite disturbing because it was the first time, you know, everyone's wearing a mask. No one is. And I, I was just, I felt like I was kind of in this another dimension for a second where there's all these people just with masks on. I suddenly can't see anyone's face. And I'm like, I felt, I felt like I was, you know, isolated. Like I felt like I'm the only one here and now I've been separated from everyone. You felt the separation instantly. You could feel it, the separation. And not only that, they've locked us in our homes for here in Victoria, especially uh, they've locked us in our homes for, you know, five months, whatever it is. It's like, you know, no jobs, no being able to go and see friends, you know, all of this stuff, you know, on and on and on just limited, you know, stay home keeps us together, this sort of bullshit. And uh, then to top it all off, when everyone's reaching the, the, the end of the, you know, this end, oh, I'm going to make it so you have to wear a mask now too so you can't even see other people when you leave the home. I think it's disgusting. I, I personally find it uh, offensive to my intelligence that you want to tell me that I have to wear around a muzzle, you know. But, but people don't see it like that. I, I, they think they're doing the right thing. I think this exists here in Victoria, so it's all about, you know, it's the education state. It's about doing the right thing. It's about working together. Uh, but it's that they take advantage of that. I think there's a lot of good people here. I think this this city has functioned really well because of the way that people are, I suppose you could say courteous of other people, but because people I think are uneducated when it comes to history and uneducated when it comes to the way that these governments have always worked when it mm -hmm. comes to taking away your rights, it's been really good here for the last, you know, 200 years predominantly. There's been no issues, you know, like... Um, a lot of people all over the world in all different nations have had a lot of issues that they've always been able to look back on throughout history. I mean, there's not been that same thing. Here. So I think people are in a bit of a sleep, to be honest. Richard, I feel exactly the same way. I mean, to me, this issue is fundamentally about rights. And I'm someone that's really into history, spent a lot of time uh, studying the history of the founding fathers, the United States and plenty of other countries. And you see the same things happening over and over again, uh, essentially countries get disarmed they take away your guns which is essentially what happened to australia about 20 or so years ago um and yep. and then they so as we we're talking about the totalitarian tiptoe they start encroaching on your freedoms i mean you know about 55 years ago you didn't need the government's permission to collect rainwater to to have a, a lemonade stand to to cut someone's hair to get married but <laughs> 55 years later <laughs> you do now and you have a look at what happened in, uh, you know, 2001, September 9-11, obviously, you know, regardless of how you feel about that, anytime there is a significant event, uh, you find that there are significant changes to your freedom. Now, if you want to travel, obviously, you need to go through the TSA, there are all these restrictions, and it's very easy to see that this, regardless of whether or not you believe it's, uh, it's there is some kind of, like, motivation at hand, wanted to get into that, because I, I realize a lot of people are in different camps in regards to this COVID virus, but it become the point I'm trying to make is it becomes very clear that this thing is often used historically. Like these issues, these um, disasters are often used to take away people's freedoms. And you see where this is going. And I'm worried that we're going to be in, in this situation where people won't have any freedoms. And we're moving into this uh, this communist system now where, as you're saying, everyone is saying, hey, we got to work together. Stop being selfish. And ultimately... Uh, whereas I think, personally, this is my own personal view, yeah, I think you should be considerate of other people, but not at the cost of your own rights, your own freedoms. You know, if people want to have a conversation as to whether they want to wear a mask, and societally, you know, people shame people for not wearing masks, but ultimately it's still your decision and the government doesn't get involved, that's one thing. But when the government is saying, we're going to fine you $200 because you're not wearing this mask, even though the le legitimate... Um, Exemptions, you know. I mean, you 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 may be you may be asthmatic, or you may have a skin condition, which is the case with uh, some of my friends. You know, I'm I'm asthmatic, and and what ha what have you? But now we got a situation where there's this narrative that if you don't wear a mask, you're being selfish and you're 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 killing people. And the other thing is, what what happened last year or the year before that? It's like have, have people ever started to think about the thousands of people they probably killed by sneezing every other day? You know, just a couple of years ago. But now all of a sudden. Um, if you're not wearing a mask, you're you're responsible for killing people. I mean, it, are, we, are we pretending yeah. that we've never passed viruses before? That this pandemic is some. I mean, you have a look at the figures we have for this pandemic. Just in just let's just go with Victoria, and the flu season of 2018 was actually worse. And what we're seeing now is pretty much in line with the mortality rate is in line with statistics of last year. But all we're focusing on is the amount of people that are contacting this virus. 
and rather than focusing on the fact that what we're having maybe 10, 15 people at the moment dying a day, which is typical for a flu season. So I'm just worried, like you, it, it seems, that this is being used to erode our freedoms. And if you have a look at history, we're going to find ourselves in this totalitarian system where people don't have any freedoms. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I completely, completely agree with that. Uh, yeah, they, they love doing that. They, they take advantage of a situation like this, uh, you know, a worldwide situation, which makes it a lot easier for them to then say, oh, well, everyone else is doing it. Uh, someone like Dan Andrews is dangerous. He, he's waiting for the opportunity to be able to c- control people and tell them what to do. And he doesn't want to lose our freedom. I could tell a long time ago, he's the 10th highest paid politician in the world as well. And he's a premier of he's the, the 10th s- highest paid politician in-, in Australia or the world? In the world. God damn. And what is he doing? He's- <laughs> what is <laughs> well, he's in someone's pocket. He's he's in someone's pocket and he's doing exactly what they say. He's the he look, honestly, I look at him and I'm just disgusted, not only by looking at him, but just everything he says. He's 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 just he's just a cockroach and he's exactly what these people are that, that are that are pushing this. We're you know, we're just rubbish to them, we're cattle, we're useless, uh, in their eyes, and then I, I think he doesn't even – I think he sleeps fine, and I don't even think he cares about all the suicides going through the roof right now. That's the other thing that doesn't uh, seem to be spoken sort of about, right? Yeah. It's like yeah, everyone wants to oh, focus exactly. on – Yeah, killed themselves. Wow. Sorry, it's, I missed that. You are cutting out a crazy. bit there, Richard. Uh, sorry, you were okay. saying – did you mention you had a friend that had experienced mental illness? What, what was that? Oh, I was just saying I've known of, of, of people, you know, in, in friendship circles anyway who have, you know, uh, killed themselves recently. Uh, I've heard of a lot of different stories, not not anyone that close to me, but just hearing down the, um, seeing it a lot on, on, you know, Facebook and all that sort of stuff. It's sad and you, and you know that it, it's definitely got to do with this whole situation at the moment because I think it's, it's really, I mean, I think statistically I read somewhere that someone said on their normal shift just in Richmond that they'd be getting about two people a night, I think, um, from suicides, I think, uh, in the hospital, uh, failed suicides or something like that or, or ambulances going picking them up or something along those lines. Anyway, there's... There's, they were saying there's like 10 now a shift rather than two just in Richmond. So just in this area, there's, there's yeah. So uh, it's 1,200 so far in Victoria, I've heard there is yeah. uh, so far this since this whole COVID thing. And, and I think it would usually, they've gone up by 80%. I could be wrong. Don't quote well, me on that. It might be 70%. It's, it's Channel 9 is telling up. us that it's, Basically, uh, the, the amount of suicides is three times higher than the amount of COVID deaths. I mean, this is Channel 9 mainstream news. Then I think you can comfortably say that it's probably a lot worse. So the fact that we're focusing so much on saving mm. these lives and putting in these restrictions, they're actually having the adverse consequence. I mean, people that are making this argument, you're being selfish. You're being selfish, mate. <laughs> you're being selfish for crying out loud. It's resulting <laughs> in all of these suicides. So, I mean, I find it so frustrating yeah. that people always speak about it speak about you not doing these things as if it's a definitive in killing people. You know, it's like you're a murderer because you don't wear a right. mask. Right. So you, you somehow manage... Yeah, like no. that point... Yeah, go on. Sorry, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, just to get back to that point you were just saying because I missed it before. Yeah, uh, people people saying, uh, yeah, you're selfish. I love it how they flip it on you. It's like, you know, the, the, the narrative. You're selfish for not putting on a mask. You're selfish for not doing this. And it's you're selfish for not getting a vaccine. And you're selfish, you know, and it becomes mob mentality. Exactly. The way they've been attacking people in the media who, who, who are standing up for human rights. You said something earlier as well about how this is about now doing the right thing, like a communist or socialist society where everyone, you know, is in the same box. No, and I, Dan Andrews has even said out of his own mouth, "Stop talking about human rights." Exactly. No, that blew human rights are number you know? one. Yeah, it's I, craziness. It doesn't make sense. You know, one of the things that I love about watching you talk, watching your videos, man, I think a lot of people resonate with this because I think a lot of us are in this world where we see stuff that's going on. It's we, we think it's crazy and want to speak speak out, but there are a lot of people that don't hold their punches. You know, like that video you put in when you were talking about your feeling of like people confronting you and telling you you know put on a mask that kind of stuff i th- i personally resonated with that because it's like how dare you come up to me you have no idea what my 
my physical conditions may be, and you're telling me to put in a mask, get the get out of my fucking face, you know? It's like you want to be diplomatic, but when you yeah. see someone not yeah. holding their punches and speaking uh, openly and on, honestly about this kind of stuff, it's refreshing. Because the reality is, it's dip we're in this situation where we're all trying to be good little citizens, politically correct, but we're seeing something which is an affront to our very livelihood, you know? And where he's, look, on one side you have people saying, people like us, are risking the lives of, of their children there. I mean, I, their fathers and mothers and whatnot. I'm in the same category. I have a, a father that's in a high-risk situation. He's in an aged care facility, you know? But they're making that argument that they're, we're selfish. Therefore, they want to have this confrontation with you, but they don't want to be a dickhead about it because they... Well, this is, this is what I'm feeling. But from our side, at least I feel a lot of people are in this camp, you want to tell people that they have no right to be telling you to do these things because they're violating you, but you also you start thinking about your personal relationships, your friendships. And I think it's reaching the point, just like it happened uh, a few hundred years ago with slavery, with the abolitionists or um, with the, uh, the Redcoats and Tories. Like every civilization has had this situation where there's an issue that's divided its people. And it becomes tricky trying to be on good terms with the people that you go to work with, the people that you that your friends and family with, because this issue divides you. And I think... It's, we're reaching a point where there's going to be an issue that's so fundamental to what we believe that it's going to start manifesting in every aspect of society and people are going to finally start saying, look, man, I can't, I, like, this is what happens happens with Trump at the moment in the United States. Like, there's so many people that, uh, you know, regardless of whether you're a Trump supporter, I, I'm indifferent, but as soon as you speak openly about how you feel about this guy, it's like, oh, now you've been canceled. You can't be my friend, that kind of thing. And I feel like we're seeing this happen to some extent at the moment. And if it hasn't happened now, God, when when mandatory vaccine, when the issue of mandatory vaccine starts being talked about more um, openly, that's going to be, I think that's going to be the next, uh, the, the catalyst, if not here in Australia, definitely in the United yeah. States for another civil war. Because, hell, I, 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 I certainly have some strong views on that, and I know a lot of other people do, you know? Anyway, I'm ranting, bro. But I, I just wanted to say, like, it's refreshing oh, to, to hear you speak good, yeah. openly about how you feel about this stuff, you know? Yeah, man. Um, I completely, yeah. With, with what you were saying about um, the vaccines and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's going to become like that too. But I think everyone's got their, I think everyone's got their point where they, the point where they're going to get pushed over the edge. I think everyone has a breaking point. I think when you end up, I know for a fact if you look at even the average kind of sheep, if you want to call it, uh, wouldn't say that they have to, they, they, they would want to be forced into getting something injected into their body, essentially. I mean, you're not going to put your arm out for someone who says, hey, uh, hey, mate, can I just um, jab, jab something into your veins quickly? You know, like, you're better off putting your arm out for a junkie, probably, than you are for the government. Because if you look at the government, they've got a lot worse track record. Okay, sure, I, I wouldn't want to put my arm out for either one. So it probably wasn't the best example. But the, the point is, you wouldn't put your arm out for a junkie. So why would you put your arm out for the government who you know throughout history what they've done and you, you can just do your own research and you can see what they're planning to do, uh, what's in some of these vaccines. I don't want anything like that in my body. Um, and then they say anti-vax, like, I don't get it. What do you mean anti-vax? If you're scared, go and get a vaccine. If you're scared, we must. That's got nothing to do with me. That's your choice. You can do whatever you want because we live in a democracy and we have freedom of choice and freedom of association and freedom of speech. I thought... I yeah. thought, but apparently here in Australia, that doesn't matter. What matters more is doing the right thing and virtue signaling to everyone else around you that, oh, I'm, you know, we're just working together. It's gotten out of hand. And, and it's, 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 they first introduce it through social culture, through the schooling system, through um, Australia is one of the worst places in the world when it comes to censorship of, of people coming in here. Like uh, I think it was Gavin McGuinness uh, is banned from coming in here. David um, was Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah, yeah, like they've been a bunch of people from coming in here and it's this culture of like, I said to my friend like two years ago or a year and a half, I said, dude, I said Australia is really becoming a socialist country. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, blah, blah, blah. Like why? Because of Medicare. I'm like, no, no, it exists within society now amongst people. It's just brewing. It's like they've, they've, they've made their, they've, they've turned everyone into this kind of sleeping agent where they're ready to activate them and then they all become as they want them to be and they, they'll just enforce this shit for them. So they'll enforce this sort of, 
you know, this oppressive um, type of, you know, policing, essentially. They'll have the police and then they'll have the general public snitching on each other. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I've been seeing that happen really so isn't. much lately. Neighbours dubbing in their neighbours for, for, for having guests over, that kind of stuff. And I, I think yeah. I, I saw some, some article or some meme just recently about how the government's incentivizing people to, to dub in people that are in violation of mask laws and things like that. And, I mean, this is, this is getting crazy, you know. And the, the problem that frustrates me the most, you kind of alluded to this, is is this conversation that's being had, where we're moving into this uh, communist system, and everyone looks at that as being this positive, beautiful thing. I used to when I was a little kid, because I had no idea what communism meant, right? But you start using flowery language. This is how they do it. It's like, hey, let's all work together. Oh, stop being selfish. But, oh, you know, you, who cares about human rights when there are people dying? And fundamentally, what you're saying when you say things like that is, it doesn't matter what you want as an individual. Your right, your your freedom to do what you want if you're not harming anyone is irrelevant. If we as a society believe we want to achieve something and we feel if we're scared, it's like saying it's a denial of all all rights or all morals. You can do anything you want because you're trying to save people. It's like, well, hey, let's make you stay at home for the rest of your life because you're a threat to uh, to people. You might infect them. Or oh. You're in the category, you're, you know, 18 to 25, you're in the category of being the most violent person. So statistically, you're a threat if you're out. So we're going to keep you quarantined in your house now, and uh, you can't step outside of the house, you know, between 8 p.m. I mean, you can do essentially anything you want based off of this heuristic model of just, you know, in, for the greater good. And it's like saying, oh, stop being selfish. Th these are the arguments you hear. When most people don't seem to realize that you're simply justifying, like, murder, or uh, it's not murder, but a violation of someone's freedom, or even murder. You can say, hey, let's kill these people because they're a threat to the group. And this is what it leads to. And I think a lot of people, they, they, they see that as an extreme. But as you see, it's like the, uh, the boiling frog analogy. You know, the, it's like when you, you, you must be familiar with this, yeah. the totalitarian tiptoe, you know. Yeah, if a, if a frog is in, in, yeah. in, in cold water, you know, and you turn the temperature up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up boiling the frog, but the frog's not going to jump out because it's acclimated to it. However, if you threw this shit on people, if you said, hey, if, if back in February the government said, look, we're going to keep you guys in your house for the next 18 months, you're not going to be allowed out unless, of course, blah, 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 and Victoria's going to be cut out from um, the rest of the, the country, then you would have seen a lot more um, uprising. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe Australia's a, a yeah. bit more sheepish when it comes to stuff like that. But it's just frustrating just the language that has been used in the, in the media at the moment. And you're made to feel like you're a – okay, I wanted to ask you this, man. Sorry to ramble on over here, but um, first of all, um, yet yeah, the backlash. I think we kind of touched on this, but I know you haven't. I mean, I I, I see you. You mentioned you're, you're active, you're running. So for whatever reason you might have, um, for for not wearing a mask. Obviously, there've been times when you've been out, and I'm sure you must have uh, experienced some kind of backlash. What what's the what's the the negativity if you've been receiving any that you've been you've had to deal with? Um, is anyone? got nothing in your face about or is this stuff that you're only seeing okay. online okay um yeah with 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 that with the whole mask thing uh mm -hmm. yeah so i've been going out to the shops you know just shopping for groceries and all that sort of stuff uh you know and and i've noticed when i first went out it's kind of like you think if you're not it's kind of like that first step of like for me, once again, it's like it's so easy to just put the mask on to, to just not get bothered by anyone and just go in and do your shopping and then come out and take it off if you want. I, I get it, right? You Sometimes you just want it. But I decided from the start because each time you compromise yourself like this, it's doing something, especially when you know it's wrong and especially you know that it's a psychological thing going on here as well and you still mm -hmm. do it. I can't do that to myself. That, that'll do more harm to me than, than you know, than being, I don't care if everyone stares at me in the shop. I really don't care because, you know, pe people think, oh, people might have the, per the perception, oh, you know, it's like the, the, the media's come out now and said, oh, these people are in a cult or whatever. Once I start seeing that, that, um, that push in the media of that sort of narrative, I did start feeling the public because I'm quite, I'm able to, I guess you could say, pick up on, you know, just energy around me, I suppose, like everyone can. I can just feel things well and, and, and see things too of people looking and people kind of, yeah, you started yeah. getting that vibe that things were a bit bit more like, oh, who do you think you are sort of thing. But, but mm -hmm. no one's, 
said anything really other than a couple times, you know, like going 7-Eleven and, and, you know, I'll put your mask on and it's just, or I'll call the police. So I said, call the police, you know, like, I don't care. Um, I, I did get stopped by the police. Actually, I was sitting, I'd just gone for a, a run uh, at about eight in the morning okay. uh, and then just sat down and was on the phone and uh, the police walked past. There was about three police officers and, and three um, army officers or four, I think it was. It was about eight of them in total. Whereabouts are you, by the way? Uh, if you don't mind, you don't have to share this, but I just, is this is this Melbourne or you don't have to go there if you don't want to? But I'm just curious. Just so oh, in can... Melbourne, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm you based get stopped by police uh, officers and guys in military uh, attire. Yeah. Yeah. So you're sitting there and um, and they come up and, oh, why aren't you wearing a mask? And I, and I said, I was kind of caught off guard. And I said, oh, you know, I've been running. And then they said, oh, well, do you have your mask on you? And I said, no. Didn't know I had to have it on me. And then I said, you know, what if I've got a medical condition? I was kind of just... I didn't argue with him. I just essentially said to him, look, this is, I believe this is getting ridiculous now. I said, you know, do you really feel comfortable? I just had a conversation with him. I said, do you really feel comfortable wearing that mask all day? Like, yeah, well, you know, it's not just us, mate. It's the public as well that aren't going to be happy with you. Kind of like, you know, I have to do it. He, he said to me, like I said, I, I think this is ridiculous. And he said to me, well, I have to do it. I'm wearing this for eight hours. It's like, okay, you have to do it. No one has to do anything. It's, it's this thing, like you, you were saying before, uh, it becomes this, they're calling us a cult for thinking for ourselves in the media. They're the ones who are a cult. They're the ones who are saying, if you don't go with what we say, then, you know, we're going to ostracize you and persecute you essentially. Um, and, and, and that compliance thing and that whole, yeah, we're working together. That is exactly the root of the problem here. You hit it on the head before when you said it's about this compliance thing with people, you know, Oh, if it's for the greater good, that's the right thing to do. No, that is not how it works. It's exactly. in democracy, it's not how it works. Freedoms come number one. And the reason they're there is so that people can't bring in this bullshit to erode them. But people don't get it. People don't get it. And then they're like, oh, what are we the US here? I see people saying that all the time. Oh, I know. This is know, what like, I get. It's like, we're in the, oh my, it's, sorry, go go on, man. This this is really good stuff. So, so you get stuff, you, you actually went directly at it and explain that you, you you had a conversation with these police officers trying to get them to understand like how you feel about it rather than trying to get your like wiggle your way out of it so you actually spoke to these guys as to why you don't think it's cool wearing a mask and how did that go down well it went fine really i just i, I just was I, I, you know, the thing is, just, once again, it's that whole fear thing. It's like, it's stupid to, like, you've got to think of it. People got to think of it in their heads. What's the worst that's going to happen? Okay, a cop comes up to me. All right, well, fine. I get a fine then. Like, big deal. It goes straight in the bin anyway. I don't care. Like, mm. I, what else? Like, I've got nothing to be scared of because I've done nothing wrong. So I, I'm just like, I've just explained to them, like, you know, yeah, I actually have asthma, which I don't, but... Even if I did or didn't, it's none of their business. Um, I, I've had uh, lung problems in the past, though, which could be a genuine concern with um, with you know, with breathing in a mask. I, I just don't want to wear it because I've read uh, there's, you know, can you guarantee to me that this isn't going to negatively affect my health? Because if you can, then I'll wear it. But if you can't, then you're liable for that. If, you, if you're going to inf in enforce me to wear this thing, uh, then you're essentially saying that I can guarantee that you're not going to get, you know, so many different ways to look at it. Anyway, going back to with the police, um, I, I just spoke to them. I said, you know, we're being dictated to here. This is going on too long. This is ridiculous. I kind of just gave them, you know, told, told them what I, th what I think about it. Uh, they said, you know, we'll at least put in some effort. I've had that from a cop when the lockdown first happened. I was sitting down with my friends eating a sandwich and this was when it was like you couldn't be out with people, you know, at the shops and you couldn't even sit down. And, and I remember the police officer said to me, well, like just standing there like this and it's me and my three friends and, and he's like, what do you think you're doing? And I'm thinking, uh, eating a Subway sandwich, you know, like is there a fucking problem? I'm eating a sandwich. And then he's like, yeah, that's going to be an expensive sandwich. It, it's it's like, you it's, it's like a movie. It's like, are you fucking serious? So, you're, so I can't eat a fucking sandwich. I can't sit down in my own business and breathe fresh air anymore. When you really look at it the, the way it is, it's, it's insane. And it it's is people used this to is this. exactly how I feel. Wait. And it's so, it's so refreshing to actually hear someone speak openly and honestly about it. Because if you're like me, I tend to be, I, I tend to be, try to, I try to be a bit more diplomatic when I'm speaking to people. It's like, well, I mean, I, obviously I, I don't want to be 
wearing a mask all the time. You know, I got to rub. It's like, this is fucking ridiculous. I mean, I heard freaking Dan yeah. or, or some prime minister just a while ago talking about how, oh, fair enough. You know, if you're sprinting, you know, fair enough. I mean, you don't have to wear a mask um, if you don't want to. I mean, if you feel like you can wear a mask, if you if, even when you're exercising, do something like, what? You're encouraging people to wear masks when they're exercising? And but then he goes on to say, but you should make sure you put on your mask straight away. Um, after you've been exercising because you're 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 more likely to be spitting particles and, and I'm like this is ridiculous I mean and for the argument I mean f forget the science my own personal experience and uh, look I I mean look technically speaking I am asthmatic but uh, this is for the record but look I I, I I work out a lot I do you know I, I do I'm very active and even for someone like me you know like I I I spend a lot of my time like um, exercising that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to make the point here that um, uh, it's not an unhealthy thing. But the idea of of wearing a mask and like like w even walking around in difficult situations, it affects your breathing. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous to expect that people aren't going to be impeded by wearing this thing, particularly if they're being active. You know, that's absolutely insane. And I, I'm hearing yeah. stuff from the government yeah. that you should maybe consider using your mask when you're exercising. Like, that doesn't impede. And look, I know it impe impedes my breath. And I'm not having issues. And, like, I, I I just can't believe that this is what it's come down to. And there, I'm not seeing any kind of compassion from people. People are always talking about how you should be more compassionate because you're not wearing a mask. But how about the compassion for people that legitimately do have medical... I mean, a, a friend of mine, I, I just interviewed her just uh, the other week. She gets nosebleeds, you know, but she feels compelled to wear this mask, probably because people give her these funny looks. I've been through the same thing with you. First first day, you know, someone was like, oh, no, here we go. And this is... I mean, I wear my mask, actually, on public transport in in, in private uh, places, you know, just out of my respect for fine, their business. Don't want to get involved in that kind of stuff. But, you know, every once in a while, I'll take it off, you know, just as I'm getting off the station, and then I, I get these weird looks like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well... I have an exemption. I'm like, okay, but the immediate response is, "Oh, you're a piece of shit." Yeah. You know, to me, it's like, it's yeah. like, it's like a new form of racism. It's called maskism. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna assume yeah. that you're a piece of shit and you're selfish. You're a conspiracy theorist, and you're a COVID denier, and you're an anti-vaxer because you're not wearing a mask. What about the fact that you may legitimately? I mean, what is this? This is what we're instinctively, and even the government to assume just, and granted there are exceptions like the Department of Health and Human Services saying there are legitimate exemptions. The government is typically just sticking to the fact that you should not be wearing a mask. They don't, they rarely highlight the position that, I mean, the point that, oh, there are legitimate exemptions. They just throw this idea, must wear a mask. And people get this idea as a result of this that, oh, there are no exemptions. And you have this entire society feeling compelled to do this because they don't want to get fined and more importantly they don't want to be socially ostracized so you compel people to do this through law and then eventually in a, in a few months or so without the laws you're going to be getting so many cringy looks that people are just going to go ahead with this thing because pe people that don't have the same kind of courage that you do and don't want to get these kind of like you know um, th these crazy eyes from everyone just goes ahead with it so it's it's it's, it's unbelievable just the um it really is. The assumptions people make, you know? So, so, so how do you feel about, in, in regards to the virus itself, because there are a lot of assumptions people make. The first one is that you are a COVID denier. Where do you sit in the spectrum of whether this virus is dangerous or whether, or to, you know, on one side, this virus, like, not even being a thing to this virus being the absolutely horrible, but you just believe in people's rights. Like, where do you fit in this spectrum of what's going on? Like, do you think it's a, a pandemic? Or, are you, do you, you just don't take this stuff seriously? What are your thoughts on this virus and how the government government's um, portrayed everything, the media has portrayed everything? Well, going off government's track record, I'd say it's probably definitely been planned out. Uh, whether or not the virus is a legitimate thing, it could or it couldn't be. I think it probably might be a souped up flu virus, but like you look at the numbers that, you know, we're looking, you know, the flu, like you were saying, in 2018, it's killed more people. So it's not showing the signs of being that deadly, regardless of whether or not it's a different strain. Coronavirus is, is essentially, coronavirus has existed, like it's, it's different strains of the, the flu, essentially. Like the, mm -hmm. there's coronaviruses and this is COVID-19, which is the, you know, the souped up, I don't know, it, it's, 
going off the numbers, going off what I can see, I feel like uh, I got something in February and, and a lot of people did uh, then. It was like a flu, but it was a bit more harsh, like a little bit more harsh. It was like... It was at the time I was I was I'd, uh, was getting a lot of public transport in and out of the city, and I was just I felt a bit different. And a couple of us got sick because we lived in the same place, and we we're like, "Oh damn, that was that was a bit of a, a kick in the guts," but it wasn't that bad. And I feel like if that was it, it would have a lot of people. They reckon they got it in January, February, or even December to pass through, and then anything after that, I, I don't know. I, I think. Uh, to shut down a whole economy, um, to let people lose their livelihoods, their businesses, uh, for people's mental health to deteriorate, to destroy the world. There's no one else behind it other than people who are going to benefit out of it. If you look at the big corporations benefiting out of it, they're the essential services. You look at all these big, you know, like Jeff Bezos, Amazon, you know, like Amazon, um, you know, owner and how much he's made over this period. You know, all these people we know, Bill Gates, and it's just right in front of your face, really. Uh, the, you know, what do we benefit out of this? Fuck all. So why do people sit there and, and defend it? I don't know. Maybe they feel like, maybe their life was boring before and now they've got something like they're on an adventure. Like these people who are sitting there commenting, oh, you know, you should stay at home, you're being selfish. The reason they say that is because they're miserable already. They were miserable before and they didn't leave their homes before. If you look at, I'm sorry to say, you look at most of their pictures, they all look the same. All of them look the same. Most of them look deformed or they're very, very overweight. I'm not a judgmental person, but it's just the truth. I go through the photos, I'm like, what the fuck happened to that person? And then there's another person there, you know, the size of a fucking, uh, I don't know, they're the size of a basketball court almost. And it's like, you sit there and you're like, well, the reason you want us all to stay at home is because you feel good when everyone else is suffering around you. That's just another element of it. Look, that's, that's, that's just my opinion and my view on it. Um, when it comes down to, I guess, uh, the pushiness of it. But there's a lot of, you know, people say Karens or whatever. There is a, a genuine Karen out there and they're the people who are the ones saying everyone else is a Karen, I, I think. it's Yeah, that's a term I've come across just recently as well. Um, and this is obviously in reference to the, <laughs> the lady at Bunnings that uh, is into a whole bunch of other ideas that are outside of the mainstream and just her attitude, uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit full on to say the least. Uh, yeah, so... Do you think the, the do you think the general perception people have of COVID deniers is is that they're Karens that they're these people that are wildly outrageous in their their ideals and they they believe in in crazy conspiracy theorists? I mean, because look, I will say one thing for certain is that there, in my opinion, there are definitely a lot of people that are generally concerned about this virus. I've hell, I've. I've spent the last you know, few weeks, I was seeing someone that was massively anxious, apprehensive about everything that's going on. So there are a lot of people that are legitimately fearful. And as a result, I think yeah. they're very pissed off at the fact that there are people out there that are looking at this thing as if it's not a concern because they're worried about what might happen to their parents and their family. And granted, look, there are some people I'm sure that, um, I don't know, like you're saying, maybe they, they just don't have an entertaining life. But from my experience, I can say that there's definitely a, a tremendous, most people that I come across are apprehensive about what's going on. And as a result, I think they project their anger and their frustration at people like you and I and just want to categorize these people as being uh, Karens and, and COVID deniers and whatnot. Because and, to play devil's advocate, if you'll just hear me out here, the truth of the matter yep. is, look, if you, if you just follow the mainstream news, there was, I think, arguably enough concern based off of what was happening in Italy um, with the, the amount of deaths that were going on there, because they were getting mortality rates of like 800, 1,000 a day, that kind of stuff, which to me, I mean, yeah. look, consider comparing what we're getting now, like 20, I mean, most countries would die to be getting the kind of numbers Victoria are getting, but we're t acting out as if this is like the worst thing ever. And if you take on the, the stuff that was happening, the fact that this has been uh, called like a highly contagious virus by a lot of scientists out there, like it has an R0 much higher than most viruses, I think the fear of what might happen, which is playing on so many people's minds, is what's allowing them to behave like this. The fact that this is a virus, apparently, I'm going with the mainstream here, because I don't claim to know definitively what's going on, but this is what the mainstream is saying. One, this is a virus that we've never seen before. Therefore, we don't know how to uh, address this problem. There is no vaccine for it. Therefore, our, our elderly don't have any defense. And because we've seen what can happen in places like China and Italy, as a result, even though the mortality rate is not that high here, because we don't want to get get it to the point where it's like 400, 1,000 deaths a day, and that fear 
is is prevalent. That's why the government, that's why most people are behaving like this. It's this threat of what might happen, fear. You're selfish because I'm scared. It's like that brilliant analogy you had in that, that video yeah. you post. It's like, hey, just because you're scared and you want to sleep with your teddy bear doesn't mean I have to be scared. And people always want to shroud this argument in like, oh, safety, you're killing people by not wearing a mask and by not taking this thing seriously. But the reality is you're just scared, regardless of what heuristic models people want to use. And I, I, I definitely believe there's definitely a huge portion of people out there that are scared. Thus, the arguments, you're a piece of shit, you're a COVID conspiracy theorist. They're projecting that kind of frustration. Anyway, they're my thoughts on that. Have you... Absolutely. And I think it's important what you said just there mm -hmm. um, about that because uh, I, I genuinely understand from um, people's perspective, you know, if you are just watching the mainstream media... Uh, you know, you're going to get this idea. Once again, it's all based on fear that there's this and this and this and this happening. And I understand that and I'm willing to work with people and meet them where they're at. You know, I get there's a lot of, this is what I mean. There's a lot of really well-meaning, genuine people out there who just can't see stuff. Maybe they'll start seeing it a bit more now because I think the system served them so well and they haven't really been forced to think, uh, differently or they haven't thought about thinking differently and therefore they're just getting ideas off you know, everyone around them because it's everywhere that you look. It's this fear behind it and then, you know, you just have this con this enemy, this common enemy, oh, it's that person's fault when, you know, people don't think outside the square enough to, or, you know, you can just take one look up and it's the government's fault. You can see, but no, we're going to blame it on, we're going to, you know, divide and conquer sort of a strategy which always seems to happen. Um, but, yeah, like I get people's... Uh, fear and, and their concerns and there's a lot of people out there who are just genuinely concerned but I, I just would have thought after this amount of time uh and with that amount of information out there and in, in on the internet i just don't think there's as many excuses as as maybe there would have been four months ago when everyone has a smartphone these days and there's there, you've got the access there to find real information i think i've, I've seen a lot of people out there who aren't dumb they're educated people they're smart they're, they're they might be talented whatever that is whether that's in entertainment or you know that might be a, um, you know, analytically or mathematically or whatever. Uh, and they, there's something that will still overrule them, which is this sense of ignorance that they want to keep and this fear that, that, that well, still owns them. They're still <laughs> owned by fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it does come down. Like the fear is, uh, fear often points to what you are, what you most love, what you are afraid of losing. And a lot of people, they, they don't deem this as being selfish. It's like, I, I fear losing my friends, my family. I fear what might happen. And because I care about these things so much, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. You get into this flight of flight mode where it's like, oh, I, we have to do anything we, we can to, to keep people safe. I mean, the most frustrating thing about this entire situation, governmentally speaking, is even p the people, regardless of whether they're on the left or, or, or the right, like people that generally believe in some kind of um, system of, of, of democracy. I mean, we've seen our government completely destroy the the basic laws that it has in place. I mean, I'm not even talking about, like, constitutional stuff. I'm just talking, it's, it's like they recently passed a new uh, law, this is back in April, where the government can now detain people for testing and, Lord knows, probably vaccinate them under the idea of security on this idea that you know you're now a, a risk to the, the rest of the population it's like yeah we have these laws in place we have this constitution and you know australians all let us rejoice for we are young and free but the freedom doesn't really apply if um we think there is a boogeyman out there if things become so dangerous yeah. we're gonna take away all your freedoms and we're gonna do what we want the australian government uh, uh, what's his name scott i don't even follow australian politics but scotty whatever his name is decided to oh, yeah Dismantle the COAG, the, the Council of um, uh, uh, Council of Government of Australian Government, or something like that. Like this council where people come together from different representatives of the state to make decisions on what goes on. He's just said, "Ah, uh, forget all of this stuff. This situation here with COVID is too dangerous. So break this thing down." And I'm a dictator, and no one seems to care about that. The whole idea of of rights is completely out the window, and everyone's making this argument: stop being selfish. And to me, it's fascinating because it, it, it proves that people will justify, will use any justification when they're, when they're scared enough. Because you know, I think deep down, people realize that what's going on right now 
is not in accordance to actual how a country is supposed to work. But because they're so fearful of what might happen, hey, who cares? That's right. I, I, unless, of course, you're from the mindset that you know people are actually enjoying this, which I I'm not really I really don't buy into because I I feel the energy like I'm I'm one of these hippies and I feel like I feel everything you know. And the general feeling I get from people when they're walking down the road, it's not this hate that's emanating from, um, oh, I I I just want to. Uh, I just want to enjoy this crazy scenario that's unfolding. It's like, I hate what you're doing because I'm scared right now. I have close friends that I've just been speaking to them and telling me that they're really worried about what's going on. They think it's horrible, the fact that, you know, people aren't wearing masks. And it's not, it's not disingenuous, you know. So we're faced with this situation where we have people that legitimately fear. And the only way to, uh, to, to combat that is through knowledge and through courage, you know, that's why I, I like getting people like you on here, someone that is able to speak their mind and has the courage to stand for what they believe in. Like that conversation you had with the police officer, that's fucking brilliant, man. Because I'm going to be honest with you, my attitude, I mean, granted, I've been saying, you know, like I'm anti-mask and all this kind of stuff. Like generally speaking, if I'm out, I'll put on my little scarf over here and I'll just tip it down because I don't want to have a conversation uh, with these poli police officers and like and you know what this kind of yeah. looks cool anyway you know I kind of like wearing a scarf over my neck it does. but it does yeah yeah realistically speaking I mean you made the point just a while ago that it's just another fine but look the reality and you, we know this through history the police the government can make life hell for you if um if they want to I mean you did you hear what happened to Eve Eve Black the girl that uh the oh, yes. passed the checkpoint yes the girl yeah yeah, yeah. Like, uh, look, I, I don't know the full and details, they, but yeah, they're... They want arrested her or whatever. Yeah, like, does any part of you worried about what might happen to you if um, if you get a, a police officer that just freaking hates your guts for what you're doing and decides to take this to another level and doesn't like the idea that you have a legitimate reason uh, and wants to just make it an, an example of you? Um, well, to be honest, not really, because... Uh, you know, they're a human being and, and unless these persons are somehow, like I just try and find on a level ground with these people, you know, like, okay, you know, they can keep going at you. I'm just, I'm not going to react to it. It's like, okay, this, this, and this. You know, this person would have to be a real prick to, to put me in handcuffs or something, take me because I wouldn't, I don't feel like I'd be, I'd be push it to that. But, but of course there's, there, there'd be cops out there like that because I've dealt with, with some before, but um. No, not really, because what are you going to do to me? Like, what, put me in a prison for what? Wearing, like, you're the one doing wrong, not me. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll face consequences one day for what you do. Like, if I if I know what I'm doing isn't wrong and I'm trying to do the right thing and my heart's in the right place, I don't, I don't care because my heart's in the right place. I have nothing to hide. I'm not hiding anything from anyone. And if, you know, like, that's the thing. I have nothing... My heart's in the right place and I've, I'm not doing it to be an asshole. I'm not doing it um, and I get that people have genuine concerns and, and all that sort of stuff uh, and they just want it to be over. But the, the problem is it's not it's it's not going to be over if people keep complying because the compliance is what's forcing it to continue because, and I get it, it's like if, if I just do the right thing, it's going to pass quicker. Well, has a path quicker for us? Not under, not under Daniel Andrews. That's for sure. I mean, he he's just he's just having a field day. He's in, he's lapping it all up. Uh, but but these people will face consequences for what they've what they've been doing. Like everyone in their life will for whatever they do. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, if if we want a real awakening to happen here in this country, especially Melbourne, uh, maybe maybe it's going to have to be pushed. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to. I'm, I don't like living like this, but uh, maybe, you know, maybe it's got to be pushed a bit further. I don't want it to be, like I said, but maybe people really have to feel the burn if they haven't enough already. I mean, how much more do you have to feel it before you really think, okay, hang on, I'm being squeezed here and I'm about to explode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm being squeezed to the point now where I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose everything and I'm going to lose it. I, I don't even think we've come close to that yet. I think we could come, I, I think we don't even realize what it means yet. I think, wait, yeah, it could get a lot worse and I don't want it to and I hope it doesn't. Uh, it's just everyone's going to say, fuck you, and, and enough is enough. I'm going to open my business because this is my business. Because there's going to be lawsuits against the government as well for what they've done, for, for closing down these, because it's under under Public Health and Safety Act, under, and they keep extending it. You can't extend it for longer than, I think, past the 17th of September. You can only have six months. But obviously they have the court, the court system hasn't been running properly at the moment. So there's all these 
you heard what happened, obviously, I saw you shared it as well with the, the whole vaccine situation, the mandatory vaccine in um, aged care homes and all that sort of stuff. So that, that's come from pressure from real legitimate lawyers who are writing up, writing up uh, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know the ins and outs of it, but essentially, you know, sending letters to the government saying this is unlawful because this, 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 and this, and this is what's going to happen. And what do they do? They quietly remove it because they know that when they go to court, they will be held personally accountable for it because, you know, if the, if the court system's running correctly, these people will be in a lot of trouble. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe point, maybe though. it will. Because at the end of the yeah. day, it does really come down to the people. And granted, look, typically within a, a perfect democratic system, the, the government is supposed to represent the, the will of the people. But we're finding the situation where yeah. a few 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 leaders have decided just to circumvent. All of these, all of, all these laws and natural rights to do what they want, and I think unless enough people get shaken up and say this is too much, we're not going to see this change happen. I'm just hoping it doesn't get to the point though where that's that's too late. I mean, you, you mentioned that this, it, you feel like you're being squeezed yeah. right now. Um, I've been kind of saving my energy, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna maybe, I'm not gonna take this too seriously because I, I don't want to have this impact my life yeah. too much. But maybe when, once it gets to the point of mandatory vaccines. No fucking way, bro. You're, I, I, will, I would rather take a bull to the head, you know. I will spend the rest of my life in jail before I allow someone to put something like that in my body and say, I'm being selfish, Absolutely. which is a violation of your basic human rights. But the, the other thing is this, granted you're saying that, you know, this doesn't really affect, the worst thing that's going to happen is, you know, you get fined, that kind of stuff. I know you're an actor. I know you're, you're obviously working at the moment. Are you worried about how this stuff can affect your your job because I mean just a while I'm in the same situation you know I'm, I'm a musician I'm an actor and even trying to audition for certain roles that kind of stuff you need to go through testing yeah. I'm thinking am I needing am I going to need to go through some kind of vac vaccination in a few months time and I, I guess I wonder how much do you think this stuff is going to impact your career is this affecting you? I mean even talking about this kind of stuff because in the i'm not sure if you you pay much attention to this but most of the figures that speak up about this kind of stuff in mainstream media they get destroyed you say you you know you you're, you're a trump supporter or you believe in, in freedom that kind of stuff and the left absolutely destroys you it's like oh you're a selfish person and you see how that can impact your career for someone like you and i know you're you're a you're an avid actor i checked out the filth series man you man i love your uh your your, your acting bro you're a cool character but are you in any way, shape, or form worried about what this stuff, um, I mean, your your, your your viewpoints is how that's going to impact your acting career and your music? That's a great question. Uh, that's something I've always thought about, obviously, for the last however many years. It's always been about, uh, you know, there's a job, you know, uh, you don't want to, you know, you've got to have money coming in. Uh, you want to uh, have a career in something that you love doing. And, and it keeps going down this road. And, and then the more I go down this road of like, because I know a lot of people in, in like, you know, music industry, like a lot of people I've, I've kind of made relationships with over the past, I don't know, however many years I've been doing music for. And then the film industry as well, you know, through different, you know, just different avenues. Uh, everyone toes the line. Everyone uh, keeps their opinions to themselves predominantly because they don't want to be judged exactly. on what they believe because it's going to affect their career. Uh, yeah, it's a genuine. It's a genuine concern because a lot of the time you're relying on certain people to give you opportunities, and uh, if you say something that might piss them off, that opportunity goes down the drain, and you think, oh mm -hmm. well, is it really worth me losing an opportunity over my opinion? Well, I could play that out for a while over whatever you know, the last five years, maybe six years. You know, there's a lot of things I don't agree with, but it's like, well, right now I'm still at freedom. I'm just going to continue and just not not. You know, if I talk to someone personally, but, but people can get a, a, a lot different idea of you online, I, I can meet anyone personally, get on with anyone. Uh, I don't have a problem with anyone. Like, and I, you know, uh, it's just, you know, you might say stuff online and people get an idea and then it can affect this and this. I've just gotten to the point now, you know, if it's meant to work, uh, it's going to work. If something is meant for me, no one can take it away from me. Uh, and wherever I end up down that path, I end up. It's If it's for the name, in the name of truth, then I think it's worth it because... Uh, yeah, I think if, if, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? You know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, start speaking more and more and more as I go down, but it's, I just keep thinking lately, like the way we're headed, like I thought maybe after we were locked down for a couple of months and then, you know, we went to stage two, I thought, okay, maybe life will go back to normal. And this is just the test run, but now it's just getting worse and worse again. And I'm thinking, well, well, I'm going to have to say something because I, 
I meant like I could speak, so I need to speak. You know what I mean? It's kind of a, I have a responsibility feeling now where I have to do something, and I kind of don't. If if I don't, I feel like all this career stuff. Like, of course, I won't be able to have a successful career, but but will I have an opportunity to even be able to have a successful career if we keep going down this road? What <laughs> will art exist? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, we're heading down the right the road of communism. Is is art even? You know what I mean? No, like it's, sure. it's it goes slowly, but um, first first and foremost, my friend, to be able to do those things is the most important thing because I've I've always known that I was in a lucky country and and that most people don't even have the opportunity to be able to have the privilege of being able to do you know art and music and acting and all that sort of stuff. Like it's a it is a privilege to do it. It's a it's a fucking hard industry, but it's a privilege to be able to. Uh, you know, go to express yourself, I, I guess is what I'm saying. Cause a lot of people in the world don't have that opportunity. They're just, they don't even have enough food to eat. They don't even have enough, you know what I mean? They don't have their basic uh, human rights. You look at all over the world. Um, so I don't know. I just think, yeah, if people aren't going to stand up for freedom, fuck, what, what are they going to stand up for? Yeah. Richard, that's, that's a powerful perspective. Thanks for sharing that with me, man. And I feel like that's something that really hits home with me as well, because I'm often in these two worlds in regards to standing for what I believe in and also wanting to not jeopardize my, my career path, you know? And I, I think there's something magical that happens when you stand in your truth and you and you do what you believe you should be doing. Um, the right kind of people come into your, your life. I mean, granted, you're going to have people that are going to hate you, but you're also going to have people that are going to love you. And regardless of what you do, you're going to have that. So the fact that you're, you're, you're drawing the right kind of people into your circle when you start standing for for truth and um, I mean the, the the fact that you've shared your video and I'm sure you you probably got a whole bunch of people have been vibing with what you're saying you're like oh these are people that I actually resonate with you know and I'm like I'm, I mean I'm checking out your stuff I'm like this this guy's a cool cat I mean check this out this guy is actually speaking sense and we're on the same wavelength and, and he's a musician and it's like oh cool I don't have to pull my punches about every single thing I'm saying and I think that's inspiring I think um, when you when you set forth and you act in accordance with who you are, you draw the the right kind of people to your life. You know, like your your vibe attract, attracts your tribe, that kind of thing. And uh, I think if you're destined yeah. to to be great in what you're doing, you're destined to uh to be great. So, bro, kudos to yeah. what you're what you're doing. Um, I wanted to say mad respect for uh, all the vibes you're putting out there, the music vibes. Highly recommend people checking out your music because we we didn't really get into that, man. I I know th this is just a small part of what you do. You're obviously an actor. You're a rapper. Uh, amongst amongst many other things. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out Dick Jones, Richard Ray. Check out his music. Check out his. Um, do, do you have a fan page, or do you have any other any contacts that you want to drop down? Uh just just my Instagram really is uh, Richard Ray Jones, uh, and then my um, my music is under the name Dick Jones on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff like that. So that's where you can find. I've only got a couple songs up there at the moment, but uh, I'll be releasing a lot more stuff soon. A, a few political type tracks as well, which would be good. I want to see um, more of that, man. I want to see uh, your political uh, raps. That would be cool because I, I I did check out your stuff, man, and I'm really feeling it. Like Mad Props, legit. Uh, definitely want to see you right. doing more stuff to bring in your activism and bringing your music. And I'm I'm definitely trying to do the same thing. But Richard, uh, I want I think we've gone for a, a, an hour and a half or so. Um, I try to keep these th things down to an hour. But thank you so much for coming on the the Crucial Journey podcast and, uh, and and dropping some knowledge, man. This has been a really enjoyable conversation, bro. Uh, I'd love to have you on again and again sometime. You you got some um, some mad ideas and uh, definitely appreciate what you're putting out there. So uh, Richard, bro, thank you. I salute you. You're a legend. You're a you're a gentleman, and you have mad bulls bro for what you're doing thank you bro i appreciate it and thanks a lot for having me on here man like i really appreciate it it's been it, it's been great talking and uh like i said i'll be happy to come on whenever we, we got to keep in contact uh for sure because absolutely like we and perhaps once uh once these things kind of the lockdown settle down bro we can link up you know it'd be cool to uh yeah to meet, meet you in person bro That'd be awesome. I'd be 100% down. That'd be, that'd be sick. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. And keep up with what you're doing as well, man, because it looks like you've got a lot going on as well. I've just I've been checking your stuff out too and the podcast and everything. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, thanks because that encouragement helps, you know, because because it's it's sometimes you do feel like you're, you know, you're not like this, you know, it's good. It's good vibing with someone who's on the exact same page. So I'm definitely going to keep pushing that direction as well and and keep up with, you know, more, more, you know, music activism sort of stuff and, I'm, I'm definitely just starting with it so i appreciate it man and i'll uh, i'll be happy to come back on whenever fantastic richard ray peace out keep it real 
Bro, look forward to having you on again. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. Awesome, man. Awesome. Gotcha. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. bro. Boom shakalaka, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. What an awesome conversation. Awesome guy. That guy does not pull punches. It is so refreshing speaking to someone like that that just says it as it is, speaks their mind. Something we definitely need to see more of in this world. Look, regardless of how you feel about uh, about this issue, I think it's important for us to have honest conversations about this. And hopefully we can we can see some kind of commonality. Um, because, you know, I mean, when, when people when people don't talk, that's usually when the problems begin. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this podcast. Be sure to uh, uh, to check out the, the, the back catalog. Got lots of um, interviews I've been doing over the last few weeks. Peace out. Keep it real. Uh, be sure to check out Richard Ray's music. Check out his acting. He's got a series called Filth. Awesome, awesome series you can, che- you can check out. Until next time, peace out. Keep it real. Don't drive and text. Chris Shule.